0: Three shots, four par, I just do two, one put, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, into, par five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot him, McGavin two thumbs up high and two fingers
1: pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Greer has won the Masters. I
0: got that I'm playing.
2: Welcome to another episode of On The Screws Podcast, episode number 51. I feel like, Bryce, we've hit the 50 mark. I never say the number, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it seems like a lot. So we have Garrett here from the Goat Track Social Club uh, clothing brand. Out west, another uh, fellow Canadian, Garrett. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing really good, guys. Uh, happy to be here and ready to chat about some stuff.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I know you guys got a release coming up. I thought we'd kind of hop into it. Uh, yeah, we we're just kind of chatting a little bit about soccer, of all things, and uh, the most Canadian soccer game ever is happening, uh, I think, right now. So, um, Bryce, what's going on? How are you doing? Sorry to uh, leave you out, man. How's it going? All
0: right, I'm doing well. Um, I can't believe we are playing soccer right now and get (laughs) half a foot of snow there, but I mean,
2: so this one we're, we're doing this one on November 16th. So it's going to go out next Friday, but, uh, yeah, this is like the game Canada versus Mexico, half a foot of snow or a foot of snow on the ground or something. But, um, Garrett, why don't we uh, get right into it? Let's hop right into the pod. Why don't you, uh, let us know a little bit about the social club, how you guys got into, uh, like, you know, I know you and uh, your partner Cody are are. uh, I've co-founded it i guess um and you know tell us about the brand like what's uh when did it start kind of how did you come up with the name uh go track i absolutely love that name so i definitely want to hear that
1: uh yeah it was it was roughly 2019 we uh kind of sat around and, and came up with the idea of like actually doing a clothing brand um doing a clothing brand is something i've wanted to do for a large majority of my life for sure i've always been very interested in fashion and um with golf, I was actually led into golf because of yes for Parnovic. Uh the way he dressed when he was wearing Jay Lindenberg and stuff, it was just what really kind of attracted me to the game. Um but now that I've been in the industry for, you know, 15 years, um it kind of got stale and you know, I grew up, you know, I played hockey like everyone else, but I I snowboarded a lot, skateboarded a lot and was just really into kind of like streetwear fashion, so Golfing for me was always like, okay, now I got to put on this preppy outfit and make sure everything's done up right and tuck my shirt in and go to the course. And um you know, I think when we decided to do it, it just kind of came to that point in golf where you could see there was a bit of a transitioning coming, where it was becoming a little bit more accessible for more people. And kind of our idea was, why not make this fully accessible by creating things that, you know, if if I got stuck playing golf and my wife says. Here we're going for dinner after. I don't want to have to go home, take off this loud polo I'm wearing, change the white khakis or whatever it is I'm wearing. I wanted to just be able to go out and still feel comfortable. So for me to play the best golf I have, and not even the best, but have the most fun, it was when I'm the most comfortable. And if you're the most comfortable, I mean, in hockey, look good, feel good, play good. It's, it's everything, right? You check your visor in the uh, in the glass before the game, make sure the, the mullet's good like Brycey boy here, but, uh,
2: um, <laughs> I got a bit yeah, of, I got a bit of one of... going too right now. It's, uh, it's getting pretty long, man. I thought,
1: hey man, the mullet is back in full force. Yeah. You see it every day, every day around here, these young kids with these cool long hair. I can't do it anymore. I'm too old, but
2: I've, uh. uh... I've got some like silver Fox hair. I'm not pulling the hat off right now. I got headphones on. So if you're listening to this in the car, I got headphones on. That's my excuse not coming off, but I've got some, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a decent head of hair. So Bryce's here is uh, a little bit more wild. So, uh, um, even as long as I can, I mean, at work, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know good. if I'd pull it off, but I hear what you mean. And like, you know, that's kind of why I loved, uh, you know, our, our connection Garrett, because, Like we don't really—I don't know about Bryce, but like we've got rap music to start the—you know—golf rapper Roy Blackeroy. I don't know if you follow him. Shout out to Roy Blackeroy. If you don't, go over check out his uh, music. He's released a couple new songs, and it is absolute fire. But I don't really care to. I understand private clubs and and certain rules and whatnot, but you know I don't mind going and playing quick nine after work and just throwing on some like you know gym shorts, whatever it is, and. uh you know, what I'm wearing right now, quarter zip or whatever. And, uh, that's kind of the idea. Like, that's why I really like your page. I like the way it looks and it, uh, it definitely intrigued me. So sorry to cut you off. Go back in. Sorry. No,
1: that that's all good. That's all good. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's more of a a comfort thing and just being able to kind of express yourself and, and kind of do your own thing. I don't knock anyone who tucks in their shirt and does up their polo and has a tight list hat. I mean, do you, if that, if you need to put on the uniform to, to perform at that level or how you want to, like, do you, I really don't care. And in the same token, I hope that you wouldn't care that I dress this way because I mean, golf is golf probably the only sport that where there's an actual dress code. Like you have to adhere to this or you can't participate. Like.
2: Yeah, I think, I think so. That's, maybe like, yeah. maybe tennis. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> technical difficulties. We are back. Let's hear from uh, Tommy Fleetwood with a unibrow. Go ahead, Bryce.
0: Hey, <laughs> I
2: yeah, I was just saying, I like kind
0: of where the game's going right now. It's kind of getting a little more laid back with the clothing and the, all the rules. Cause I mean, they, they, uh, they put hoodies into the, into the tour. Like you can wear a hoodie now on tour, which I think is great. I mean, man, just I remember so remember
2: many- last year, ter- uh, Terrell Hatton won, uh, what was the event that he won and he was wearing a hoodie and then like. There was a club down in like the UK, um, like a really prominent club. I should have looked this up before, obviously didn't know that we'd be talking about this, but they sent out a, uh, a memo that they like related hoodies to rep jeans on the golf course. And like, he's in, oh, yeah. he's in like an Adidas hoodie that probably costs like $200. It's like yeah. fitted and like, looks really nice. And, uh, yeah, that's, that was like completely bizarre to me, but to send out a memo to your members to tell them that you can't wear hoodies yeah. on the golf course. Come on. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So yeah,
1: launching launching Goat Track in uh, March of 2020. And then, yeah, that summer, you start seeing hoodies on tour. Like, perfect timing on our yeah. behalf is a company that does sell hoodies. Well, um, it also just comes back works. to the
0: comfort side of golf. I mean, there's just it's exactly. so much more- I mean, I think if you get a nice quarter quartership, they're comfy too, but I mean, nothing just beats a hoodie, especially fall golf or kind of spring golf, or it's a little chilly still. And you can just go out there and casually wear a hoodie and play golf. I think it's hard to beat in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. only and so many clubs a- too. Sorry. There's only so many clubs too now that will actually kind of let you know that perhaps that's not a not something you should wear. I can't see too many golf courses. Uh, you know, as long as it's looking good and, and, and in good yeah. shape, like I think it's, I think it's fine now. I think it's kind of accepted by the community, which I think is a great thing. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know there's some private clubs in the city here now that, that do allow their members to wear hoodies and t-shirts while they play. Um, there's probably still a couple that don't, but you I mean, you're not going to change the world in a day. So um, the the best part of the hoodie, when you're playing the most versatile, that's always overlooked is the fact you have the hood. Like when the wind gets up, yep. a are times that I would just throw my hood up and you can, it just, how much it can warm your ears and everything else. Like having a toque on, it's just, it's perfect for golf really. Oh yeah.
2: Like I'm, I'm a walker and I've got like the hand warmer and stuff like that, that you can like throw on your waist. Yeah. I usually just have it dangling off my bag. So when I pick up the bag, I just kind of toss it on and, and uh I don't know, like quarterbacks wear or whatever. Right. So yeah. 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 Do you have the
1: G Tech one.
2: No, I've got a, a Titleist one. <laughs> yeah, I
1: used to, I used to have the Titleist one, and I bought that G Tech one, and that heated like bar inside yeah. of it. Man, you want to talk about game changer? Yeah. If I was going to that soccer game tonight, I would have had it for sure. But yeah, it I'm has like cool a pocket to drop back. in like
2: those hot paws or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so can we? Can you tell us like how'd you guys come up with the name?
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, GoTrack just kind of the name and the logo, um, it kind of just, I mean, everyone knows goat track being like a course that's, you know, when you think goat track, you think of not the best golf course in the world. And I think it just kind of worked really well with what we were trying to do as far as making it more accessible and kind of for everyone that, you know, we're not the Royal and ancient something or something. We're the goat track. We are bottom level, you know, as welcoming as you can be, it doesn't matter if you're a player or if you're a 40 handicap or if you've never touched a club before in your life, like we kind of welcome everyone and we want everyone to feel comfortable. And I think go track is almost like not a slander to ourselves. I don't see it that way, but I do see it as like,
2: yeah, kind of just more of that welcoming um, well, just like you know, a relaxed, not, not, yeah, not, relaxed not vibe eat. on the course, right? And yeah, I, I've exactly, used that relax. word stuffy so much when it, uh, when it comes to golf and like trying to relate like a relatable word to the game of golf is like definitely stuffy. Yeah. So I like it. Cool. Um, I have definitely a go track, uh, very close to us here that I do not play. Um, it's that bad, but there's, there's a few others that, you know, it's nice to just like, I play golf with my wife, my sister kind of hop out, just play a quick little nine or something. So nice to be able to, uh, I don't know. You guys got some nice stuff too. Like it's, although like you, you have a, you have a background in, uh, like in clothing and fashion, I guess. Right. Garrett. So like Mm -hmm. the stuff is nice. Like the gear that you guys have is nice and it's, uh definitely something that uh, I look forward to getting on my bag for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I think uh, anybody that uh, hasn't already go over and check out the IG page and, and uh, I think you'll like it. You guys got a pretty cool IG page. Like it a lot. Thanks dude. Appreciate yeah. that.
0: Yeah, Garrett. I was just wondering if you wanted to uh, go into a bit about what you guys have on your product line and maybe um, what's upcoming uh, here in the future.
1: For sure. Um, so right now, just heading into the off season as we are, um, kind of gives us all a chance to kind of take a breath. Um, Cody and I both have day jobs. Um, I actually am I just took on a new role at my current job. I work at a place called Golf Traders. Uh, we specialize in, you know, used golf clubs, new golf clubs, fitting and everything like that. Well, we just moved into a new location and opened up a bar and restaurant inside of our store with seven simulators. Mm-hmm. So nice. I've, taken on a, I've taken on a new role as like bar manager and like restaurant manager, which is new to me, which has been, you know, it's a pretty fun learning experience for sure. Um, so it kind of slows us down with on the goat track side of things um, through the winter. I mean, there's a lot of planning because you kind of have to have everything ready for, you know, that spring 2022, I guess it'll be here. But um, yeah, coming forward, we're going to be doing a couple little drops here in the winter. Um, this next one, we're kind of going to test the market a little bit. We're going to do a bundle. Um, we're working really closely. One of the, my oldest and best friends went to, um, university with him. here we in the golf program together. Uh, Andrew Zavrucha, he runs a, um, Instagram page, Zavi Woodworks. And he essentially taught himself how to create wooden masterpieces. And now this is what he does for a living, like full-time. And uh, he's doing a couple pieces for us that we're bundling together with um, another local guy from uh, Pioneer Golf, AJ Mark, another great friend of mine. He was a member at one of the courses I was a pro at, um, I don't know, like a decade ago now. Um, He makes incredible handmade head covers, and um, he's got a couple cool little pieces that we're adding into this bundle. Um, And then moving forward into February and stuff like that, we're um, just kind of more I mean, more accessory side of things, I guess, through the winter here. Um, I find, and we kind of found too, it's like when you're a company that makes hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that, like you can really overdo it quickly, I think, if you just keep pumping the same thing into people's not that it's the same thing, but you're pumping in into people's faces all the time. Um, so moving into next year, it's gonna be kind of some more unique pieces, not just your standard t-shirt, not just your standard hoodie with, you know, this is my favorite logo that we have just the script, the GTSC that this logo will never go anywhere. It'll still be a, a, a staple with us, but, um, working more with some more designers, um, a good friend of mine, um, massive supporter of the goat track and my tattoo artist, uh, Kirk Shandro at Kirk Shandro tattoo on Instagram. I think it is, if you want to check out his stuff, um, we're kind of bringing him on board a little bit to kind of help with some designs on some t-shirts and stuff, just to kind of elevate everything. Cause Um, you know, you have to kind of keep evolving in this, what is now since COVID started a very oversaturated market, it seems of like new golf clothing brands. So kind of to set ourselves apart, like we want to stick with what we are. We're not going to, you know, send out flowery polos next year. Like we're going to stick with what we are, but at the same time, kind of tighten things up and, and, um, and elevate for sure.
2: Nice. Okay. I know, I know we definitely wanted to, uh, to talk about kind of like what set you guys apart so I appreciate kind of you know getting in front of that uh but can you tell us a little bit about some of the past releases how many how many releases have you guys done up until now
1: um so yeah our first one was March 2020 um staple releases at least so there's spring 2020 summer 2020 fall 2020 spring 2021 summer 2021
2: nice, but amongst
1: okay. all of that yeah amongst all of that we do like small little energy drops if you will. So
2: okay.
1: um a few things that we've kind of attached ourselves to since starting is like Golf Guy and Golf Gal. So we've had d- Golf Guy drops where it's shirts, hoodies, Golf Gal, we did a crop top hoodie, we did t-shirts, we do like the dad hats for both of them, some of the uh, more slouch fit hats. Um during Pride month we do Golf is for Everyone where a lot of these proceeds we end up donating to, you know, LGBTQ communities awesome. to just kind of try and help give back as much as we can because i mean that's something we've done a long time uh the hat on my head right here this is for my um my unfortunately my dog we had to put him down about a month ago he had real bad back issues but um we do it's called the coop after my boy cooper we um we have done crew neck sweaters long sleeve t-shirts dad hats and this slouch hat and all proceeds every single dime go to Arcs, which is the Alberta Rescue Animal Shelters guys, um, and a few different other other charities that we do that stuff for. So, we kind of we'll drop two main staples every year—a full package of a whole bunch of stuff—and then we kind of just do like the limited limited edition um, drops, whether it be fully for charity, partially for charity, or um, or whatever it happens to be.
2: I like it. Bryce and I are both uh, huge animal fans, lovers. So, so uh, that definitely, uh, yeah, that definitely connects with us. I've got like a hundred and. 20 pound Bernice mountain dog. And, uh, he just had, beautiful. yeah, he just had surgery the other day. So he's walking around with his like neck pillow on i I couldn't do the cone to him. Cause he's just like miserable yeah. and just stands there. So, <laughs> so we had to go with the neck pillow, poor guy. Um, but he's yeah. doing, he's doing well, he's doing really well. So, uh, um, where, where are you, where are you and, uh, Cody? So this is Garrett, uh, from the go track, uh, social club. Um, you and your partner, Cody, where are you guys hoping? And well, you got a couple other partners on uh, board now. Where, where do you guys want this to go? We're like, where do you want the brand to go? Like what's the, uh, what's the idea in the future?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the team now is, um, it's, it's kind of expanded. So yeah, Cody, uh, best way to describe Cody is he's just the greatest dude in the world. He, he really is. He's just an absolute sweetheart. Um, Cody has taught himself how to build websites um he's taken classes on just social media growth he's an incredible photographer uh he does he handled a lot of the shipping and receiving and storaging of all of our gear for the first year and a half i think too um so he is just my right hand man and an absolute rock um we have tom jackson who actually works on the four jack podcast um the guy's out west on the coast there he Tom just came on. He's going to be handling a lot of like the Google backdoor SEO stuff that is just so far over my head that it's something I could even begin to wrap my mind around. Um, And then we also brought in a good buddy of ours, Brandon Durbin, who uh, is affectionately known to as Derv. He is, as we're speaking, I can kind of give a bit of a hint away. He is curating a vintage collection for us. Um, that will be hand selected. The best of the best will make it to our website. That will be for sale as well. Um, me working at golf traders, I'm pretty fortunate that a lot of times we have people who it's just, Oh, I have these clubs in my grandpa's garage. I don't need them. And well, that's a perfectly brand new persimmon Ben Hogan, you know, driver so i can get these clubs that are this kind of this vintage nice feel to it Derves going to be bringing in some clothing and some hats and stuff like that and it's just going to be another avenue that go track's going to have because i think you know companies like Meadowwood studio out of the states are doing such a good job of like that nostalgia of golf which i still love still respect think it's the best you know i have on palmer's umbrella tattooed on my leg like i I I definitely respect the the game and the history of the game. And I think some of this vintage stuff, I mean, vintage is just so huge in fashion right now. I don't know about out in the East, but Edmonton, I think down white Avenue, there's four or five vintage clothing stores now. And that's all they sell is just vintage gear. So we're trying to lean into that. But as far as like the, the projection of where we're going, a massive part of what we do is we run social clubs. Um, this past year, I think we ended up doing six, where we sell tickets on our website. You show up to whether it's Eagle Rock, the Broadmoor, Northern Bear, Duke uh, Red Tail Landing, or wherever around the city. And we just get, you know, people out and playing golf and meet new people. And over the past two years of doing it, it's actually been pretty insane. Just some of the friendships that people have made with each other. Um, there's one guy that they met each other in the next week, he was helping the guy move. I went through a bad breakup. He needed someone to help him move. He came in and he saw him. At, he works with me at the store and he uh, he ended up helping him move.
2: Man, that is a true friend, day. helping a new friend move. No, it's huge. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm friends with this guy for years and I said, no.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> Bryce Bryce is my cousin and I wouldn't help him move. No way. Uh, <laughs> no. It's pretty
1: is, crazy. Though.
0: It's pretty crazy though how golf does that. They just can bring someone to like bring two people have never met each other and bring them together in 18 holes yeah. or four hours of a day and they become best friends. Like that's just the type of game we're in. I mean, it's just almost every single person on the golf course is is like that and willing to get to know each other. And I just think that's why it's such a great game to be a part of. Yeah. like Yeah.
1: That, that four hours spent together is um, you, you get to know a person quite a bit in four hours when you see how they handle, you know, playing
2: the most frustrating game in the world that it is right absolutely i uh a, a couple months back now we had um a gentleman named anthony spagnoli uh firefighter right. on the course anthony has golfed all of canada's top 100 courses in uh, well in canada on the uh, score golf list and he's also a raider and right now he's down in uh pennsylvania playing a couple uh Bryce you might know them but a couple top uh top courses in the states he does some rankings for golf digest as well but Tim and I went out and played TPC um just kind of got chatting had some lunch after you know what I mean We we were chatting I sent him one of our golf towels and like he calls me like every other day, just kind of shoot the shit a couple minutes and like, you know, sending me photos from some of the courses he's playing down in, uh, down in Pennsylvania. Cause you know, as I appreciate them. So it's, it's like, cool. It's cool. how You like meet people like that. And that's kind of the idea of the podcast. The original idea was to just connect, connect as many people as we can through, uh, like the golf community. We don't care if it's a player, or a pro clothing brand uh you know club manufacturer anything like that right so it's just the idea is to uh to connect as many people as we possibly can and yeah. you know mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys are doing the same thing which is uh which is pretty yeah. amazing so yeah um,
1: make make a bigger table not a bigger wall
2: yeah exactly. exactly exactly i like it now i wanted to kind of ask you guys like you're I know Bryce, I'm stealing this one from you, but your target are your target audience right now. So you guys are, um, like, it's not just about like younger players coming into the game. Like, are you guys connecting some of like the older players have been around a while who maybe have some of that nostalgia, like you were talking about, like, are you able to connect with some, some of the older players as well?
1: Uh, for sure. Um, I would say, yeah, our target demographic and the people that vibe with us the most, most are kind of that sub 40 years old. Right. Um, with that said, though, um, you know, maybe it's just because he's my dad, but my dad has played in probably eight of our social club events, and he brings out friends every time. And these old boys are mixed in there with, you know, golf pros, just beginners, men, women, everyone else, and they seem to have just a blast. And um, it's making my dad play a lot more golf. You know, I didn't, I didn't get introduced to the game of golf by my father, I didn't learn till I was like 19. Um, my dad's not the greatest ever but he's getting better and he just has so much fun when he's out there and just like seeing that goat track has brought that to my own dad it's and to his buddies and see the joy and how much fun they're having out there in the last it just you know it makes it all worth it at the end of the day it's just knowing that we're expanding who's doing it like my mom has been coming into the simulators at work because she wants to learn how to play golf this winter so next summer she can join my wife myself and my dad and it's just like this is That's exactly great. what i want i want women who are 60 years old to feel comfortable and not be embarrassed or whatever. And just come play. It doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter what kind of clubs you have. Doesn't matter if you don't have the coolest bag or you're wearing a ripped hoodie or whatever, like just come swing the sticks and you're going to fall in love. And then, I mean, you guys know firsthand, right? Like Mm -hmm. you, you played hockey forever, Bryce. Hockey has been such a big part of all of our lives, but eventually you can't keep doing it. Right. Like I, my last men's league hockey game, I went face first into the boards, cracked a rib, knocked my tooth out, and broke my visor in half. And I remember skating off the ice, and this was at Rexall. That's the worst part, like where Connor McDavid broke his clavicle, where I broke my face.
2: <laughs> I remember,
1: I remember skating off the ice and just thinking, I'm this is, I'm not, I'm, I'm done.
2: Man, That's my, too much. Uh, I'm,
1: I, I, and the next day and just feeling the pain of it all, but like I was also dead.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can play literally till your night. You can't walk. Yeah. I mean, and then exactly. you can still swing a club after that. You know, I,
2: just- uh, I, I like absolutely love golf, but I had to tell you my story about, <clears throat> sorry, my last hockey game too. Cause it's, it's similar to yours, Garrett. So I, um, was like, I don't know, playing in front of the net or whatever, got bumped by a guy, dislocated my shoulder for the, probably the 25th time. And, uh, I'm playing against a team of firefighters and on the other team is my physiotherapist. And he was like, I'm skating off the ice. And like, I know what's happened. It's happened so much. I'm just doing that like weird, awkward, like slow skate off. And he's like, what happened? He's like, is it your shoulder? And I was like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I said like, you know, whatever I'm done or whatever. He's like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like that's kind of my last game of hockey. My last game of baseball. Like I played uh like slow pitch at like a pretty high competitive level, slid, slid into a bag, dislocated, same shoulder, sat in traffic for an hour on the way yeah. home. And just, just, I don't know. That's why I love golf. Yeah, Golf is for everyone. It gets like to the
1: point said. where, yeah, it gets to the point where it's just not worth doing that to your body anymore. The uh-huh. year I turned pro, um, when I got my card, I was playing men's league summer hockey because I was just too stupid to stop playing. And I ended up getting hurt like a month before I went for my my PAT. And uh when the assistant at this at the shop at the time just like grabbed me by he was about ten years older than me, great older brother type relationship, and just grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and he's like, Are you stupid? He's like, You're, you know, 24 years old now. <laughs> You're not going to the NHL. You're playing Div One men's league in the summer when you're trying to turn professional in golf. Like, what is wrong with your brain? It's kind of like, okay, I'm done summer hockey. I won't do that anymore.
2: You win. Yeah.
1: But it took it took one more good injury for me to realize, no, this isn't for me. I'm a,
2: I'm a flop shotter, not a slap shotter. That's for sure. Me too. Me too. Like Bryce. Like, are you still playing hockey at all, Bryce?
0: Yeah, I play uh, Tuesday. Th- we do Tuesday, Thursday mornings so before work at six. I play off and on in that, and then uh, nice. Sunday beer league. So nice. I'm still getting nice. out a few times a week. So you scoring lots of goals in the beer league, or what? Yeah, last summer we were in the D division because.
2: Uh, oh, come on.
0: Man. <laughs> it, well, she, so there's a story. So Shay's brother, <laughs> his good buddy, had a team, and we just went out and subbed, like played a couple games because they needed guys, and then it turned into us playing full time. And then it was it was bad. I mean, I had a few <laughs> few goals a game, and then it ended up the commissioner coming down and saying, "All right, next year you guys aren't playing in the D league. Like I'm not letting you." So we play in the B B division now. So nice. it's not. As,
2: we had but. a uh, we had a buddy of ours that he used to play like in the Quebec League or whatever. Um, he was like really good too. He's a captain of like his the Acady Bathurst or whatever, and he came back up, played with us, but like he wouldn't shoot the puck. He'd always just kind of like move around the offensive zone and then pass it to one of us and, and try and score. Like I'm a retired goalie. I retired pretty early, but uh yeah, I tried to go out and score some goals, had a little bit of fame and that was it. But uh, hockey is uh, yeah. hockey is definitely done um, for, for me anyway. So right now, as we're talking right now, Garrett, I know you guys are big Oilers fans. Um They're playing right now. So our, like can we can we chat a little bit of hockey? It's the off season. Like I'm sure, it's yeah. a Golf podcast, but, but I, I'm sure some of the fans. I'll be will, I'll be completely honest. Know.
1: I'll be completely honest. The only hockey I watch is Oilers, though. Yeah, like, that's fine. You that's, can't give me a you can't give me a fourth liner co- uh, question about you know someone from Montreal. I won't I won't have the answer, but
2: Oilers I can talk. We uh, <laughs> we have a a bingo machine that we do our, our lottery for, for our draft. Um, I'm in a a pretty, I don't know what you want to call it, a fantasy hockey, but now nobody makes trades. So I want to say it's a, an intense league, but nobody makes trades anymore. So it's just boring, but, uh, you know, I got the first overall pick. So of course I'm picking Connor McDavid. So, um, wanted to ask you, like first thing, when, when you and I got chatting, I was like, man, like we, I, I just drafted him. I was so happy. And like, is, is he like the most underpaid, player in hockey like like what like what's your opinion uh, get getting to watch this guy every night like i try and stay up and watch him of the late games i get up pretty early for work but yeah what's your what's your thoughts getting to watch this guy play every we're
1: night?
2: we're spoiled rotten here yeah. first off because him and dry sidle because
1: i mean Drats just as nasty yeah but connor just does it at 100 miles an hour um I mean, he's underpaid just because you could give him a blank check and say, what do you want to make? And, right. and it would be justified. Like, he's oh, yeah. seeing, it in, yeah, seeing it in person, like, going to an Oilers game. Like, as someone who grew up around hockey and, like, I remember watching So Tyler Benson, who's in and out of the Oilers lineup all the time now. He, he grew up in Edmonton, and I used to coach. And I coached some kids that played with him. I think it would have been his last year, Bantam. And I remember I, I went and watched, and I said, that is the most dominant hockey player I've ever seen. On the ice at one time, like anything he wanted to do, he could do it. And now he can't quite crack the roster. Right. And then there's what Connor McDavid is doing. Like I just wish. I mean, I appreciate and love that I get to see what he's doing now for 82 games of the year, plus hopefully more than four playoff games this year. (laughs) But I wish I could have seen what he was doing in Bantam, because just to see what I saw and had not fence and not crack it quite yet. I mean, he might at some point. He plays really well. But to know what that guy was doing, like it must have just yeah. been
2: mental. Like Man. kids wouldn't even I wouldn't even want to play. Like Bryce saw it. Bryce played against him. Bryce saw it from oh, the Bryce. end. Bryce saw it from the end of the bench constantly. Well, oh, I Bryce. never
0: played against him growing up because he always played a year up. He's my age, but he always played a year up growing up. Yeah. So I never yeah. played against him growing up, but I played against him in, in the OHL and I mean, I didn't play against them, but I get caught out there maybe one or two times against them. And it's just, it's, it's stupid. It's, <laughs> it's not like you were saying, like comparing that to watching, comparing to be on the ice with him and watching him in, the, in like the stands, it's night and day. Like you don't realize oh, how good sure. this guy is. Like I'm still not convinced he's a human being. Like he's, I think he's an alien. I still do. Um, he's just, it's, it's insane.
1: The, I think the most impressive thing about him, and it's every single time they show a highlight, watch how many times he looks at the puck that one where he went through all four rangers he looks down one time he just kind of glances down right at the oh. end
0: yeah he and that's,
1: the, that's the craziest part to me because i remember growing up my dad would be like try to do that without looking at the puck keep your head up keep your head up you know like everyone is taught but this freak actually does not look at the puck
2: all right <laughs> okay so we got to talk about dry side a little bit i think so my personal opinion, uh, Drysaddle is the second best contract in the NHL, only, only to Victor Hedman. I think Victor Hedman makes seven point eight a year or something like that, and being probably the best defenseman in the league, I think he gets, I don't know, a little bit. Uh, anyway, Drysaddle like is probably the best uh, is the best paid forward in the league I guess best value contract if you want to call it We're we live in Toronto or while well, Bryce is uh, from the areas here as well but lives down in Michigan so every time a player signs a contract all we talk about is oh my god Marner makes this much and JT makes this much Matthews makes this much like Matthews you pay how much like like blank check kind of like you said with Connor McDavid best goal scorer in the league you pay him whatever you want but the other two guys like I get it I get it but what's uh, what's your thoughts? on drys. like i absolutely love him as a player
1: yeah dry side was probably i mean obviously Connor McDavid is every single oilers fan favorite player but dry side was actually probably my favorite player yeah and it's because he just and there's often times when it looks like he just doesn't give a shit what's happening out there yeah and he's just coasting and he's kind of got the stick up at his waist and it but then in seconds notice it's three strides click bang goal yeah, and like his his passing you know they said like i think it was last year the year before like i don't know tsn or whatever you know um how dry side is the best passer in the league and i was like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard sydney crosby still plays hockey like mm-hmm. best passer in the league hands down um but what he's been able to do over the past couple of years especially like this year that pass he gave yamamoto for the um i mean there's 20 seconds left in the game to win the game in uh, st louis no look kind of just right to him um the speed at which he can pass the puck just the the sauce that he throws is just so muy bueno it's just very nice to watch <laughs> love it um i was always i was always i mean growing <laughs> up i've always liked the kind of the flashier players you know pavel Bure was my favorite player forever um, I got a custom-made hybrid cover of his, like, Vancouver, the old black, yellow, and orange jersey. I mean, I hate the Canucks almost as much as I hate the Flames, but travelberry was my guy, so. yeah. Um, but, yeah, Dry titles just kind of just ho-hum goes about his business and just racks points. And now that he's not on McDavid's line, I think it, like, shows even more that well yeah. you can't do it without him well apparently i can because i think he has like four more points than connor does right now
2: hey he's still he's Something still the like second that. best player he's probably still the second best player in hockey right i, I think so anyway here you uh you guys took our guy hyman too uh how like he's turned into like an <laughs> offensive dynamo out there like what is going on with zach hyman we can, we have CC. Too. You didn't want to talk about Cody CC. No, he's the man. <laughs> no, no, we're not. T- <laughs> we unfortunately uh, unfortunately we don't have any time. Uh, we're running out of time, so we can't talk about Cody CC. But we can uh, we can squeeze Hyman in for sure. But yeah, like yeah, Hyman I think is, like turned out to be an absolute beast out there. He's always yeah. like a great player for us. Like yeah, I guess he was you know kind of a puck fetcher or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He is thriving out there in Edmonton right now. He.
1: Hyman seems like he was that missing piece that like the Oilers have needed for a good four or five years where it's like he just works his tail off. He just wants the puck and he's not afraid to go to the net with the puck, which I think in years past, you've had a lot of players that play on the outside and kind of up the end of their stick when it comes to that sort of stuff. But I mean, Hyman scored a goal or got an assist on McDavid's 600th too. where, it's, you know, not too many guys are actually going to take it to that hard area thinking I'm about to get hammered in front of the net and he buried one and then got the assist on McDavid's 600 so um i know everyone seems to just love him too um everything like that's being portrayed to oilers fans via whether it's facebook or instagram or tv or sportsman or whatever it seems like the boys are having fun um and everyone's gelling really good and i mean you guys know what it's like to be in a good dressing room it can spark a lot of good things out of a team which the oilers have had a shitty room for a long time with some attitudes and some other things i mean I, i'm yeah. talking like i'm I'm in the room but i'm just <laughs> speaking on to what it's been portrayed to us as and guys that didn't give a shit where now i feel like every guy on that team like i think Tippett did a good job of saying this is your role you do your role we'll have success and, yeah
2: um, you just took everyone
1: seems to have bought in
0: Took Tyson Barry from us. Too. I was just gonna say yeah, that. Barry, I forgot.
2: Yeah. Barry kind of flopped in Toronto and then uh and then I he's could, been good. Like he's been good. I already. could
0: really care less about anyone who gets straight away from Toronto because it's just like whenever someone leaves or comes to Toronto, like whenever someone comes to Toronto, they're terrible, and then when they leave they're good. Yeah. Like Anderson <laughs> standing on his head, Hyman, Cece playing out of their mind. I mean Berry was pretty decent in Toronto, I thought, but De- down front of Calgary stud comes to Toronto doesn't really do too much. Yeah. Phil Castle stud in yeah. Boston comes to Toronto doesn't really do much. Goes out of Toronto now he's like back to his Phil Castle ways. Like it's just like I don't know it's just standard. I think
1: there's just now. There's there's just so much pressure to play in Toronto. I mean Edmonton has any Canadian team's gonna have their pressure. For sure. And I yeah. think especially especially you know the Oilers, the Flames, Toronto and Montreal probably would be the most. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess Winnipeg you can lump them in there too but yeah i think just playing in toronto would just be so so much put on you
2: uh-huh.
1: um you know i hope it never happens i hope mcdavid retires an oiler but i think if he ever end up ended up in a leafs jersey as a 38 39 40 year old man when his contracts are up in edmonton then I think he would still feel that pressure as if he had to be putting up a hundred points a year. Just
0: oh no it, doubt, yeah. It's just a got These goal records and stuff. It'll be fine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, as long
1: as he's doing it in Oilers jersey. Yeah. La-
2: last player, sorry, CeCe, We didn't have time, but Darnell Nurse is uh, is my boy. I Drafted oh, him at forty. Uh, we we're in a hits league, so I absolutely love Darnell Nurse as a player. He's a Marie Yeah, and uh, I love I love Darnell. Goaltending is, uh, it's, is not great in, in Ottawa, right? Or in Edmonton right now. Hopefully they, uh, I know Bishop. I got Bishop on the IRLT right now. So hopefully he comes back. And, uh, I know that there's always rumors linked to Edmonton with Bishop. So if we can uh, transition, we're back. You know, we're a golf podcast. Let's get back into golf here. Um, right. Got to let you go in a couple minutes, Garrett. I know you got other things going on, but maybe you can let us know, like you kind of touched on, you're doing some of the simulators at work through the winter um, and some of the things you guys are doing in the off season, anything kind of planned um, that you're kind of bringing forward to the golf season next year before, uh, before we let you go.
1: Uh Some of the things we've talked about doing just on like the, uh, the social side of everything, like the events we run um, this past year, we did a couple team events and then we did a lot of just individual come out and play golf. You know, your score doesn't matter if you want to play the skins game, you can, but you don't have to sort of deal, but kind of the feedback we got from a lot of people is the team game is where they want to be. Um, everyone likes the team atmosphere. And even if it's just a two man scramble, like we do our two goat scramble, we got a big, beautiful trophy that my buddy Zavi made for us. It's just a stunning piece. And we've, we posted that two years in a row. Now uh, moving into next year, we're looking at doing like a four man scramble, where you'll play an eight-some. So, again, it kind of sticks with the hole. You want to meet new people and meet new uh, other golfers. Um, Last year, we did a a pitch-and-putt event. Um, The Edmonton Kinsman Pitch-and-Putt is, like, right in our River Valley just before you get to downtown. It's gorgeous. You hit off mats, and the longest hole, I believe, is, like, 95 yards. last year, we had a big old speaker playing music. We had uh, a hot dog stand for everyone to grab chips and pop and a hot dog in in between the nines. And then we had a little after party at a a bar here in Edmonton. Um, So just kind of more stuff on those lines. Like we're definitely going to do the Kinsman, a four-man scramble, a two-man scramble. And we're kicking around the idea and we're talking to a couple of our uh, professional buddies about doing a pro-am. Cause we've had a decent amount of guys say, no, I want to play like ball down serious golf. Like I love coming to the social clubs, but I do want competition. So if we can mix in kind of one, you know, you gotta be a 10 or lower handicap sort of deal. This is ball down rules of golf. Like there'll be rules officials in the whole nine yards. We might might dip a toe into that and see what happens. Um, Outside of socials um, code, myself and the team, we're going to look a lot into more like videos, um some vlogs some core stuff um you know there's there's so many golf instagram people out there now and it's it's such a cool community of people like we've met some really awesome guys from the states um some dudes from europe um so we're going to try and tap into some of those relationships we've made and you know make a trip down to california and play golf with some of the guys we've met we've got buddies in wisconsin we can go play golf with um just try to produce a little bit more video and a little bit more content cuz as you guys know, we're running an Instagram page too. Like content, it needs to be constant. So we uh, just trying to capture everything, I guess, if you will.
2: Love it. Love clothing
1: it. will kind of stay. Clothing will kind of kind of stay status quo as far as um, we're going to have some. Our drop will be in April this year, um, and then we'll do some stuff in the summer. We're going to have Golf Guy, Golf Gal collections that come out. Um, golf is for everyone, of course. Um, we'll do something for the dogs again at some point where we'll, um, we'll donate a bunch of money and help some pups out. Um, other than that, it just, yeah, my, my new job has allowed me to a little bit more, um, flexibility with my schedule in the summertime. So I'll be able to play more golf. I only played probably 15 rounds this year, um, which I don't play a ton of golf anyways, but not enough. That's for sure. So just get out there and cody's got a bad shoulder neck he's had some terrible like chronic issues with so cody used to be a professional hell of a stick very good player and now it's like almost debilitated him to the point like this year i think he didn't play a single round maybe one round where he just comes out on the courses taking pictures and videos which just much i mean it kills me to watch my buddy do this because you know i mean i he'd whoop my ass if we were actually playing golf together, but now he just chirps me when I hit it bad. So,
2: <laughs> Well, Hey, when you guys are uh, ready to do your release in the, uh, in the spring, we'll get you guys back on and try and, uh, try and kind of get the word out. And of course, when you guys are uh, doing any releases, well, we're happy to share them, kind of link them through social media. That's what it's all about, right? Connecting as many people as we can. Before we let you go, uh, Garrett, can you let us know? Um, I'm going to link um, any of your social media handles, your website down below. Um, I know you have it set right now is coming soon, but maybe you can let us know your website, your social handles and whatnot. And uh, just before we let you go for the evening.
1: Yeah. So our website is www.goatracksocialclub.com. Right now the site is down until our drop here in early uh, December. So sign up on that email list, you get exclusive offers, you get front row access to limited stuff that we do. A few other trinkety things in there as well. We're going to be doing, I'm not going to get into that. These are secrets I can't can't convey quite yet. Um, Social media at, track is our main social media page um, we got a new one starting for derv on our vintage side of things which is going to be at goat vintage goat track vintage i think it is sorry don't okay. quote me it's literally just in the works as we speak and then my own personal one is just at garrett hadfield if you want to follow me along i post basically nothing but golf stuff and cool
2: um, yeah very cool so there's all my story we teased you know some of the can you give us like one piece of it before we let let you go like you got to give us one Uh, if you can't if you can't it's okay
1: so it's a I want to say it's walnut okay putting cup and it is a just a solid wood putting cup that will be engraved and everything else logoed up but it's he made a prototype before this is like the better version of it essentially a little bit thicker and taller so the ball kind of fits in a little bit easier but it's something that you know, if you're on the hunting green at the golf course and it's, I mean, I've played in tournaments before when there's 16 guys per hole, basically. And you just want to warm up cause you tee off in four minutes cause you're chunk slamming. You grab this thing, you just throw it on the green and there's your hole anywhere you want it sort of deal. And It's got a back to it. So it's not going to roll away. Um,
2: that's the one teaser I can definitely give you the, the, the putting cup is, is on its way here. Nice for the office too. Well, thanks Bryce Garrett. Thanks for coming on tonight, guys. Uh, this will be up on, uh, you know, if, if you're listening, it's Friday evening or Saturday over the course of the weekend. If you guys haven't already, check us out at OTS golf on Instagram over on YouTube at on the screws podcast. Um, and yeah, give us a like, share, follow all the good stuff and, uh, check out our friends here at GoTrack track because, uh, they got some cool stuff and it's coming out December. You said, right. No official date, but, uh, We'll, Early um, December. Yeah. So as soon as uh, we get a day from you, we'll pump it out on our social media as well. And if uh, you didn't catch the handles, go down below and uh, grab them in the uh, description. Check them out. Thanks a lot, Garrett. Thanks, boy. He's out
0: in my ball and of course I tee up. I lose a ball and I re up. I miss a fairway. I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a par five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind. I see it. Feel like it might be an albatross.
2: I was working.